Guys, we have to do something different. We ready? Yay, yay! When you're right, you're right. I'm just a publicist. What the f*** do I know? Are you going to the gym today? Yes, we, we do, do need the doubling line. We be clubbing? AIC Hotel Group Productions. Yeah, just send an email to payroll. We be clubbing? You can go home now. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to reach gold status. We be this job sucks. Welcome to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am here with AIC Hotel Group. For those of you who don't know, AIC Hotel Group actually came from the all-inclusive collection who premiered the first ever all-inclusive Hard Rock Hotels in Mexico and Dominican Republic, as well as the first ever Hard Rock Golf Clubs. Now we've expanded our brand. We've added in Eden Rock Miami Beach, Nobu Miami Beach, as well as luxury all-inclusive Unico 2087. All right, and welcome back to the This Job Sucks podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Dan Jimenez. I have a very special guest here all the way from Riviera Maya, the manager of our Camp Woodward facility, Shelby, a.k.a. El Lobo. Shelby, how are you? Doing good, Dan. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, living the dream, living the dream. Was able to go down there, hang out with you a little bit. Um, And let me tell you, that facility is amazing. I can't get over it pretty righteous it's pretty righteous yeah um so for those that, that maybe have not met you yet um where are you from shelby uh originally i'm from reno nevada born and raised but grew up around the tahoe area learned how to ride motorcycles and snowboard and it's a great place to grow up man you got the mountains in the desert so you are always involved in the in sports and extreme sports in one way or another yeah, I was always involved. My uh, the family I come from were very outdoorsy, so it was always rock climbing, you know, motorcycles, rock climbing, snowboarding, skateboarding, just doing something outside of some sort of jackassery in one way or another. So <laughs> growing up to Reno, gambling gambling wasn't really our thing so much because you're kind of born and raised around it. So my parents had a philosophy that if you're going to gamble with anything, only gamble with your life. So I was pretty on board with that. Those are high stakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. So you've you've traveled all over, and then how did that transition into you working with Camp Woodward? Then, so it was kind of a combination of what I was doing, and then the people that I met. So as most kids, at least in the U.S., especially if you're anything to do with action sports, you always dream of going to Woodward. But Woodward can be a little bit pricey, especially growing up as a kid and coming from a big family I wasn't able to unfortunately afford it but now meeting the right people and being involved in action sports then they announced that they were going to build one in Lake Tahoe at the top of Donner Summit right off of Boreal Mountain Resort so once I got the news from that I see who I was able to talk to had a few connections got involved in Woodward and then helped develop building strategies and stuff like that with Nate Wessel which helped facilitate the build for Woodward Tahoe and then I helped. I was like the number two person. I was the athletic coordinator. So I helped facilitate all the programming and development when it came to BMX, skate, scooter, ski, and snowboard every summer and all year long. So that was my involvement with it and then fell in love with it and I've been in summer camps hopping back and forth ever since. So suffice it to say, you know the brand pretty well. Yeah. yeah in the brand, outside of the brand, watch just looking at it through – Skateboard magazine, like, you know, the advertisements that they have in magazines compared to just, like, dreaming of 
ever getting to go there because it wasn't they didn't have their YouTube show or anything like that yet, which they now have. So, which I guarantee now it's even crazier. You have kids that are probably like, you know, cutting off limbs and trying to sell body parts just to get extra cash to possibly go to Woodward. <laughs> well, uh, that I guess that's that's one of the benefits of having it right there on property is that you don't have to cut off a limb to afford to go there. It's actually part of that that limitless credit. Yeah, so the limitless credit is actually pretty rad now, as probably some of your travel agents already know that you guys had like a set amount of resort credits. Now, with the limitless credit, they're able to pretty much just go crazy, and if you're staying at the property, you're able to use that limitless credit towards Woodward and the entire family. So everything is substantially cheaper compared to if you were not staying at the property. Yeah, and that's, I mean, your dollar goes farther, which is always what people want. They want value on their vacation. So um, it's definitely a highlight, I think. Now, but you, before before you were with Woodward, you were, you were a skater yourself, right? Did you compete professionally? No, I did a few like backyard jams, but my biggest thing was I semi-personally competed in snowboarding and race motocross. So that was like the things I really, really competed in. I mean, outside of just small little local jams, but those are the two main things. I competed in slope style and a little bit of half pipe. So Yeah, and you know, it one of the things that I think people uh overlook when it comes to to extreme sports in general, uh, you know, people always think about soccer players or or football players and basketball players and say, "Oh, you know, those guys are in really great shape and they're they're uh, you know they're they're the pinnacle of fitness, but you know I look at some of these skaters and the, the amount of core strength and endurance that that it takes to do that snowboarding any of that. I mean I I think I spent like five minutes on a bike and I was winded. Yeah, most definitely, man. Like I mean, outside of their normal activity and their normal sport, now with action sports becoming more mainstream, you know, action sports, you know, in the next five to ten years isn't going to be called action sports anymore. It's just going to be called sports because it's going to be so involved with you have kids that are seeing it that really want to get into it, whether it be scooter or BMX, but with it coming to the Olympics now and snowboarding being the Olympics for some time, you have athletes going to the next step, you know, and really taking care of themselves, doing extra, you know, go actually going to the gym, doing more therapy to make sure that their bodies can handle the damage and progress even further. So it's definitely elevating the sport in multiple ways. But yeah. yeah, man, if you're if you're on a pump track, even just like having fun, a lot of people don't realize, yeah, how how winded and how much just everything can hurt all at once. <laughs> Our producer Alex actually did the the pump track, and I was watching him just absolutely. It was a workout. It was definitely a workout for him, and he's in pretty good shape. So you know, that being said, he was definitely sweating. Yeah, and it's, and it's also something if you're not used to it, too, just like anything else. Like, if I was like, oh, yeah, I want to swim, like, 400 meters right now, I mean, there'd probably be a lot of muscles that I didn't know or completely forgot that I had right. at that point. So it kind of falls into that category, too. So, But it's always good, man. It's refreshing for the body and refreshing for the mind to always do new things. And you know what else is? It's cool that it's not just... Uh, it's not just skateboarding. A lot of people tend to think that's the majority of it. It's there's also uh, the you know the digital media side. There's also the gymnastics, the parkour. Um, so what are, what are the other parts of the park that I might have mentioned yet? So the main area, right when you walk into the building, is our gymnastics room floor area. 
that's typically what catches everybody's eye because that's something that you see right when you walk into the building. So that gives you the opportunity to work on various amounts of tricks to apply to scooter BMX or skateboarding or anything else. Uh, then you, we have our concrete skate park, which is more like a street plaza developed. So if that's something that they want to focus on, but that just, as you said, it can be used with pretty much any wheeled apparatus. So scooter, skateboard, BMX, and we have our pump track or we call it the waves. Um, and then that just kind of held a whole different demographic. It's something super fun. Even if you're like very, very beginner to intermediate to more advanced, that is like the ultimate playground that gives you a wide repertoire of just a canvas that you can paint with. So once people kind of get into the jive of most of that stuff, then they kind of start to ease up. Cause as you said, most people come in, they're like, okay, yeah, that's all skateboarding. Or they think maybe something's just BMX, which anything that's not in the red Ford trampoline area can be used with any, any wheels. We even have these things that are called park skis and park boards. So there's skis and snowboards with wheels on them. Right. So you're actually able to come down here off season and actually train on our giant launch ramp to foam pit and stuff like that with these training tools. So if someone's like, Oh yeah, I'm just, you know, I want to come down here with a family vacation and I want to learn how to do a backflip on skis or something like that. Then they're able to come down here and maybe train during their stay and then, you know, head off to Colorado the next day and actually try it on snow too as well. Oh, that's awesome. So you can do it in a safe environment. And I mean, where else are you going to go skiing or snowboarding in Mexico? Yeah, it's a pretty hard combination to beat to actually do snow training and also have the Caribbean Ocean right outside. <laughs> now, the parkour area, um, you know, just can you explain what parkour is just in case anybody doesn't know? So parkour, the easiest way to explain it, it's urban gymnastics. There's some parkour enthusiasts that might sometimes feel different about that, but the definition of parkour is going from point A to point B with any form of creativity that you choose to do so. So whether it's, you know, doing flips from point A to point B or just trying to be as efficient as you possibly can depends on that individual person. So it's very personalized in that way, which is a great sport to actually get into because most people know how to run, walk, stuff like that. So you can, even if you're not familiar with it, you can really get into it. And that, yeah, that adds a whole nother element and demographic to action sports. And that leads right into another get to point A to point B as quickly as possible, the rectangle, our Ninja Warrior course on property. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? So the rectangle is the we wanted to bring the idea of Ninja Warrior to everybody. So what Woodward designed with the help of human movement was to develop what is called known as the rectangle. The rectangle being also because of the shape and they also wanted to add kind of a cool name to it. It is a nine piece obstacle course race that you're able to do. You can do it with your friends, you can time each other, or you can just lap it as many times as you want. But that's facilitated outside has a metal canvas over it so it kind of stays out of the sun so you don't get a little too hot that has all the elements that typically ninja warrior has but just on a slightly dialed back scale so even if someone who sees it on tv is like oh man that looks super sick they can actually come down here and give it a shot themselves on a much smaller scale so even like the oververt wall we have pillars you need to jump over we have the cheese wedge doors the side steps you name it they have it 
Yeah, uh, and for the record, anybody can do this because I did it. If I can do it, any of you guys can do it out there. Uh, definitely uh, hit the world record in terms of the time. Um, it was took me that long. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it was definitely a lot of fun. And all these different activities, the, um, the parkour trampolines, the rectangle, the uh, pump track, they, these sound like different uh, great ways for maybe groups to get involved. So in what way can, can different groups or, or um, maybe parties utilize the space? So if you're bringing a group, like as Woodward being, there's the Hard Rock who has there, and then we're also open to our local demographic and other people that might be outside the property that are staying at other hotels and see Woodward and be like, oh, this is awesome. So we have a few different options. So you have one that's like a birthday package. That if you actually want to have a birthday for either the young kids or even adults, then it's great. We've actually had a few adult birthday parties that are like, you know, maybe just something different, something different to mix it up. You've maybe been staying at the hotel for a little bit. You've already done dinners and nightclubs, stuff like that. So maybe present something that no one's ever experienced. And we also have team building too, which kind of work in a very similar format. So with birthday parties, it's coming in and pretty much enjoying the activity during private time. You just schedule the time, we facilitate the birthday party, you go through activities and you have your own personal coach. Now with group and team building, that's a little bit more customized. You know, say you're a pharmaceutical company and you wanna come down and they, out of their stay in their conference here, they wanna do Woodward. So we're able to facilitate different challenges, whether it's based on, oh, my team wants to, we wanna improve on communication or we wanna improve on, you know, trusting one another. We want to improve on efficiency. Depending on the demographic that that person wants, we can cater it completely custom to that group. We need to know the ages, you know, how many people, everything like that. It's 100% customizable in that sense. Yeah, no, and I remember we did a we did a team building activity when we visited the Copper location, and it was definitely definitely a lot of fun and something that I always remember. So it's a really a great option for those corporate groups looking to do those team building activities. Oh, it's crazy fun, man, and it's also something completely different. I mean, I don't know. People do sometimes like, oh yeah, corporate team building, and it's like they go out to like a barbecue joint, and I'm like, right, that took a lot of effort. <laughs> Now, uh, you know, being an all-inclusive at the Hard Rock, uh, people are, of course, they're going to want food, they're going to want drinks. Is that available right there on the, on the in the park? Yeah, it is, actually. So we have our Woodward Cafeteria. It's actually known as Mundo's. And it's the one place that I noticed when we were facilitating the build that there was one little missing element of, like, classic American-style junk food. So we have, <laughs> if you're staying at the hotel, you're able to come and actually just, yeah, get food, just like you would any other spot in the hotel. So our cafeteria is fairly small, but you're able to get Philly cheese, you're able to get buffalo chicken sandwiches, hamburger and fries, onion rings, buffalo wings. Sometimes those those vary from day to day. Sometimes in the hotel, you can still find them, but they just vary day to day, where if you come to Woodward, you can get it every day, along with milkshakes. Milk we have an shakes. official milkshake machine. Yeah, not soft serve. Like you, they actually scoop the ice cream. They do it fully old school. I did not know that, and it's probably for the best because I would have eaten all your ice cream. Now, um, coming up, I'm sure there's some new developments. Is there anything that you can share with us? 
Well, new things that are coming up, um, we will have the ability to actually book online. So you're either able to, as you're able to book really through Hard Rock too, you, if you have a special promo code that you're able to find, you can actually book the room and also get Woodward included too as well, depending on the season and if the promotion's working through that. You just got to be looking for the code. And then you're also able to book sessions online. So everything in the building runs off in two hours, so they can schedule their session accordingly around all the other extra excursions that you might be trying to plan with your family or friends or anything like that. Usually when people touch down in Riviera Maya, they're like, they have like a checklist of like things that they want to do. So some people run on a very tight schedule and some it's pretty lenient. So they also will be able to facilitate that a little easier. That's great. That's great because it'll make things convenient for those pl- people that like to plan in advance. And now the the big the elephant in the room um, is definitely safety. People want to know what what do you guys do? What is your training standard? Um, you know how what type of training do the employees go through? So um, can you just touch on that a little bit so our our agents know that we abide by the highest safety standards? Yeah, of course. So as Woodward being around for almost 40 years, they're pretty well versed as far as action sports and safety. I mean, each Woodward camp, Woodward East goes through 850 kids a week, you know, with very minimal injuries and we play with action sports all the time. So what we typically do through Woodward is right when someone first shows up and it's their very first visit ever, they get an induction training or basic training is what we like to call it. So you go through and it, goes over a coach walks you through basic procedures rules kind of warms up the body goes through some basic stretches you learn how to jump in the foam pit safely even if you've never experienced a foam pit you learn how to do trampoline basics and everything is set with the mindset of being safe and to give you a little bit more awareness because some people have never experienced anything like this so and also in the woodward facility there's coaches stationed in every single area so if I show up to a Woodward facility and I do my induction training and then afterwards I want to go BMX, there'll be a coach stationed in the concrete skate park to be able to provide instruction. Same in our pump track, same in the drop at the foam pit, same in our parkour area. So, and including that, the coaches go through a pretty decent amount of training. They're all CPR certified, which is kind of a high standard. And then they also go through... Uh, Full, they have full-on coaching exams that they have to facilitate in the two months of you being hired. So it's the, the training is pretty rigorous on their end to facilitate to make sure customer satisfaction is high, safety is high, and then customers are also learning something. Awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like uh, when I was there, I, I definitely felt safe. I, I knew I had uh, the instructors around me, and they were giving me tips on the best way to go into the foam pit. They were telling me the best way to jump on the trampolines and the best way to watch other people do stuff. No, not that last one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thanks once again for joining us. And as you know, we ask all of our guests uh, for their This Job Sucks moment, a moment so good that you just have to sit back and say, this job sucks. So for you, uh, what was that moment? I don't know. I'd have to say this interview is probably easily in the top 10. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, man. I, I can't honestly say that. <laughs> uh, the job sucks moment. So my moment was for, there's this one girl that, uh, she was missing uh, one leg, actually, and she was learning how to snowboard. This was back in Woodward Tahoe around 2014 early season 2014 
and she wanted to learn how to do a backflip. And then she's about 15 years old. She's fully capable of jumping on the trampolines, doing everything. But she came, she's a local girl. She came every single week for six weeks with that goal in mind. We went through the progressions. Everything worked out 100%. She was dedicated. And the feeling of sitting back and watching her do a backflip on snow and the, the amount of stoke, the amount of energy. I mean, she even started crying a little bit and almost made me cry. And it was just like a pretty surreal moment. That was kind of, I remember sitting back and it was just like all that hard work and everything. It was just a really like breathtaking kind of experience where it was like, it all clicked, it all made sense. And at that moment I didn't, you know, there wasn't anything else that I needed at that moment. Like I was, I was satisfied with, you know, it was just, I was so wound up in the moment. It was like amazing. I couldn't, I almost couldn't handle it. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's the kind of story I like to hear. Well, thanks again for joining us on the This Job Sucks podcast. And now we're going to hear a little bit from some professional skaters that happened to visit our Camp Woodward in Riviera Maya. I'm here with some very special guests. I'm going to have them introduce themselves right now. Mike McGill. I'm Andy McDonald. Yo, what's up? I'm Kevin Staub. Uh, Lester Kasai here. Awesome, guys. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, uh, some of you have been here before, and um, how, how many of you guys um, have uh, experienced all the, everything that Hard Rock Riviera Maya has to offer? Uh, I, I think I'm the only one that's been here before. This is a new trip for all these guys. Uh, this is my third or fourth trip, and I still haven't experienced all that there is to offer here. There's a brand new water park right behind us that is probably going to be my next stop. Uh, yeah, I'm blown away already. Uh, I think uh, I brought my 10-year-old son, Jaden, here, and he's like he's still skating right now. And I think, uh, you know, like my favorite part is, is probably that pump track. I really love that thing, but uh, I'm finding more and more all the time. How about you, Kev? Hey, this job sucks. No, really? The fact that we're here and this is our job is very funny. Like, it was like a couple weeks. No, how long ago? Six months ago? We're sitting there having coffee. And he's like, we're going to go to Woodward. We're going to go. This is going to happen. I'm like, I really want to do this. And here I am. You want to know what the best part about it is? I'm hanging out with all my friends in an unbelievable environment. I've seen monkeys and chased iguanas all day long. And I'm skating with my friends. This job doesn't suck. And it's insane. So everything is good. Now I'm going to let Lester say a couple of things. Hi, this is great. I came here with my uh, wife and kids and we're enjoying the pool so much. They have like a, a kiddie pool here and they're just having a good time eating pizza. And I can't believe this facility. It is amazing. This pump track, I'm, I'm like so overwhelmed with how cool it is. I'm just having a good time. I want to come back and skate the pump track some more. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, um, the name of the podcast is This Job Sucks. So if you guys can give me one moment in your career that was so great that you just had to say, man, this sucks. Man, you put me on the spot. Um, I, nothing's really sucked that that lately. So um, let me think about that. I'll pass the Andy. Oh man, uh, we've all been doing this a long, long time. Um, there are definitely times when you're like you're on tour and you sprained your ankle at the last stop of the tour, and you show up in the next one, and the kids don't care that you slammed the time before. They just want to see, okay, do it like you do in the videos, you know. And and so that's that. Sometimes it can feel like a job, and you're just like, man. So it's not all the glitz and glamour that you think, like, oh, pro skateboarders, but most of it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, where am I going to go with this one? Um, once I flew to Europe and I got there and all of my skate stuff wasn't there and I had to fly back home and miss the contest, that probably is one of the worst things. But everything else, look what we're doing. It's awesome. 
Oh, remember when someone peed on your pads? That was a bad. That was bad. Do we? That was an. Awesome so I'm in Bondi, and I just find out I make the I make the cut in yeah. Bondi, and I go back to get my pads, which are on the back side of the bleacher, and people were drinking all day, and somebody had stood up on the top and released themselves all over the back, and I got to put all my pads on um, with a very bad smell. But you know what? It doesn't matter right now because I'm at Woodward right now, and it's the most awesome but thing that ever. Did suck a little so bit, but that, that time, suck. my job did suck. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's that, so you agree with the, that's yours as well. Okay, I guess I, I think Andy was probably too little, but we were at uh, Houston, Texas, skating the big Kahuna ramp. I think Lester was there, and uh, you know you just have one of those days you just can't come off your skateboard. And I, I remember Lester yelling to me, going, "Why don't you just try that uh, an Elgarial over the channel?" Remember that, Lester? Yeah. And I was like, but Lester, I'm right in the middle of the contest where the finals are going to start. He goes, so? And I did it in my run. I actually made it. But then I had to come back and do another run. And as I'm coming up the stairs, I got sick to my stomach and like nobody could see me. And I threw up all over all the, behind the ramp. Behind the ramp. Nice. And they called my name. I came back up. So that at that time, that job really sucked, but yeah. turned out well. How'd you, how'd you do in the contest? I got first. <laughs> I'm here with a living legend, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Hawk. Tony, how are you? Oh, good. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. It's awesome to have you here. Um, but I know you're not just here by yourself. You're here with your whole family. Is that correct? Most of them, yeah. Uh, we have one uh, kid in college. He couldn't make it. And we have my 10-year-old daughter is at Astro Camp this week. So I'm planning to come back here in the summertime with her. Awesome. So another return trip. So suffice to say, you like the space? Yeah, it's great. It's got every, it's got something for everyone. I mean, our kids love skating, obviously, but they love the water elements. They love the beach. Uh, they love the food. So it's it's never it's never a stretch to ask them to come here. Awesome, man. What um, so you work with Woodward a lot in the various capacities? What is your relationship with them? Uh, I've always been supportive of Woodward. I don't have a direct relationship with them, but um, gone to most of their camps. Uh, I try to make it to their grand openings when I can, like the one here, the one in Tahoe. And uh, I just appreciated what they've done for skateboarding in terms of making it accessible, making a, a true camp element and having real instructors. Like no one had ever done it in a traditional sense before that. And so uh, they have a really great perspective on skating and, and the fact that they're doing it all over the world is huge for me. So uh, I love being supportive. Awesome. So if you were to be talking to the average consumer out there, what would you say is the highlight of uh, Riviera Maya for you and then maybe for your kids? Uh, well, the highlight for me and, and my kids, obviously, is the is the skate park element because we all do genuinely skate. And uh, it's it's got stuff for all, skilled, all different skill levels. And the, the pump track here is very unique. You don't find that in very many skate parks. So it's sort of like a motocross track for skateboards. Um, other than that, they love the water slides. They love the weather, <laughs> and uh, they, they just love that there's this, this open architecture here with going up, getting food whenever you want, um, going to the beach, there's always activities. And uh, I mean, really, it's, it's, uh, when, I, when I brought it up to them, they're missing school for this week, so that's how important it is to them because they, believe it or not, they choose not to miss school. Well, that's awesome. Um, so the name of the podcast here is This Job Sucks. Uh, we ha we'll have what we call our This Job Sucks moment where our work takes us to a place where you're just, it's everything so perfect that you can only say, man, this sucks. So uh, what's that moment for you? What would say you say your This Job Sucks moment has been over your career? Uh, trips like this. Uh, the fact that I get to travel the world skateboarding 
usually at someone else's expense and then I get a family vacation out of it that that's just ridiculous to me I mean the idea that I'm I'm 50 I'm still considered a professional skateboarder still relevant in a lot of ways so I do get offered to do these trips like this uh, we we take a trip every year to Sydney Australia for this Bondi skate contest and that's the same thing there were they, they pay my way there so that I'll skate in the event and then I get a vacation with my kids in Sydney, Australia. Um, and really, those are the things that I'm most excited about as I'm sort of nearing, I guess, the end of, of my professional career, that I get to do things like that and share it with my family because I did this for so long very much uh, on my own in terms of it as a job or, or it as a, uh, as a tour lifestyle or a travel lifestyle. And now the idea that my, my family truly enjoys participating with me, that means everything. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Tony. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the This Job Sucks podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe, share with your friends, and follow us on Facebook at This Job Sucks Podcast, Instagram, This Job Sucks Podcast, and Twitter, AIC This Job Sucks. Big shout out to Alex Nemesis for the music and the mixing. And remember, this job sucks.